Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Welcome to the second ever installment of Shoot Your One-Shot Hazard Pay, which is a series of four one-shots set in Endake. Every person who is participating as a guest star is a queer, trans, a black, indigenous, and or person of color in tabletop RPG. So thank you so much for tuning in and supporting us. Uh, but quick round of introductions. I'm Connie. I'll be your GM and producer for tonight. My pronouns are they, he, and she. Uh, and with that, I'm going to pass along introductions to Max. Hello. Uh, I'm Max. I go by they, them pronouns. I play Dewey Quirk in our normal campaign. And I, I guess I also play Dewey Quirk in this campaign. I do some sewing. You can find me on Instagram at Stitchmonger and also on Etsy at the same name. I'm going to pass it to Munin. Uh, hi, my name is Munin. I use they, she pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter retweeting lots of art and talking about Destiny memes at the last goodbye. And I'm going to pass it to Rue. Hello, I'm Rue. I use they or he pronouns, and tonight I'll be playing Intrigue, who uses they or she pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at IlanaKnight13, and essentially everywhere else as just Ilana Knight. I am a game developer and a sensitivity reader for trans things, disability things, and also Romani and indigenous cultural elements. So if you need anything sensitivity read, I'm here. Heck yeah, look at these amazing folks. Quick content warnings for this one shot so y'all can take care of yourselves. Uh, Content warnings include fantasy violence, gore, blood and bloodletting, dubious science and experimentation, monsters and monstrosity, and horror and body horror. This is a kind of horror, like survival horror one shot, uh, so things might get a little intense in that vein. Use exclamation point CW at any point in this one shot uh, to get a list of those content warnings for yourself. The entity arrives at 2100 hours sharp, just like Artemides Vosk over at Wetware had promised it would. The steel door separating Intake Sector 3 from the raging winds and lashing rains of Nawa Island shunts open with a mechanical groan and a twang of magic as the protective sigils power down. Four burly workers from Wetware's Acquisitions and Release Department wheel a temporary containment unit into this vestibule, where the four, uh, where the three of you are waiting. Wetware's containment unit, which is a temporary measure, is covered with a sleek leaf-spun tarp glistening with rainwater. The ANR workers wear protective coveralls, their faces obscured behind classic porcelain masks. It's a cold, dreary day in Raven, the second to last month of the year. Storm-lashed winds howl into the intake vestibule, stirring up sheafs of parchment and spitting rain against cement tile. 
as the A&R workers haul this covered CU into the intake room. We pan over now to the three of you. Three hardware employees waiting to receive this delivery. Let's start with intrigue as the camera pans over to you as you're waiting there. You've been waiting for an hour now. It's classic procedure to arrive at least 60 minutes early to any um, uh, drop-off appointment. Tell us, Intrigue, what is your role on this team and what do you look like? I am a sea green tiefling with small horns and I'm uh, wearing a lab coat over a very colorful shirt and I am a research assistant here at Hardware, and so it is my job to take uh, very, very careful notes. I'm very, uh, I take a lot of notes on everything, so even though I have not been necessarily doing anything while waiting, I have been taking notes on essentially everything that happens for the last 60 minutes, even if it's not important. How have you been taking these notes? Do you have a clipboard, a tome? Yeah, I have a clipboard that is uh, like, this thick of paper and I just move the sheets behind as I work. Uh, what's one of the f- uh, funnier things you've scribbled down about your fellow co-workers? On the bottom of a sheet in the corner, it says, someone's mask is cracked and underneath, they still have sauce on their face. <laughs> yeah, you see like a big burly A&R worker, they're sort of going, like trying to get that little bit of barbecue sauce off their chin underneath their mask. Uh, but they're being, they're being uh, subtle about it, but you you pick up on this uh, intrigue. <laughs> and now I think like the camera pans over from the sea green tiefling scribbling on this thick notepad to Athena. Athena, what is your role on this team and what do you look like? I am an administrative assistant automaton. My job is to take care of all of the mundane minutia of the day-to-day work life here at the URL. Unfortunately. I am currently wearing a simple black, white-collared dress. My hair is floofy and white, and my skin is a pale gray porcelain. Wish my dads would have given me a better skin color, but whatever. Interesting. Uh, we've got, <laughs> we've got, it seems, a dual personality uh, administrative assistant robot here. Wonderful. Uh, so, Athena, while the camera pans over to you, what are you in the middle of doing? Are you just standing there, waiting, like your programming has directed you to? Or is your gaze wandering a little? I am waiting patiently for the specimen to arrive. I'm also considering new bird puns to tell work friend Dewey. Fantastic. Speaking of which, the camera now pans over to work friend Dewey, also known as Cardu Quirk. Cardu, you are, of course, the project lead on this case. Why don't you tell us who you are and what you look like? I am a blue-gray Aarakocra pigeon. I got big, round, wire-rimmed glasses, uh, and I'm wearing button-up, short-sleeve button-up, and shorts. Shorts? Shorts? On this day of your professional work environment? Is it a cla- casual dragon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lab shorts. <laughs> you know, how you're allowed to have exposed skin. Dewey has just been... In between receiving these bird puns, he's been kind of looking over at these for other employees who are bringing stuff in and just kind of like trying to calculate how long it would take to build muscles like that. Uh, You run the calc- roll, roll, make an intelligence roll. (laughs) First roll. Okay, 16. Uh, With your diet and with your lifestyle, never. Uh, But (laughs) if 
If you were to actually invest time, energy, and money into working out, it would take at least three months of three to four uh, high-intensity weight training sessions per week um, to, yeah, and like increasing your protein intake. Uh, three months of that, you'll start to feel it on yourself. Six months, other people will start to notice. And this is actually true because- <laughs> I forgot I asked Connie this. You Damn forgot it. that you asked a powerlifter this question. Okay, um, so moving on. The lead on this transfer, an acquisitions and release worker with a name tag, right? The designates her as Oludun. Uh, she steps forward with a stone tablet as her uh, teammates grunt and muscle the rest of the containment unit inside, right? Uh, and you see runes glowing dimly on the surface of this tablet. Oludun hands this tablet to you, Cardu, uh, because you are the project manager. And over the screaming wind still lashing inside, like think like very much like an open garage door situation and it's like storming outside, right? Um, Uldun shouts, yeah, initial here, 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 and here. Hurry up, it's freezing. Uh, okay. Uh, Dewey's scribbling down his name as many times as the paper asks him to and kind of in, uh, intimidated by this other input. <laughs> Okay. Uh, as you're writing down, I think you're handed like a um, pen, like a, a stylus to initial on the tablet. And every time you're done with a quote unquote page, like the runes, ding, 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 they glitter uh, and they like shudder and they change, right? That's how like quote unquote the pages flip uh, on this tablet. Uh, while that's happening, Intrigue and Athena, what are the two of you doing? Or are you just waiting patiently? I am currently watching the goings on with the tablet. And I look over to Intrigue and I say, this is very intriguing. Please rate my pun on a scale of one to five. Uh, that was a four, I would say. <laughs> it is very good. It's the third time I've heard that one this week. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 is not, it does not get too old. I am watching very intrigued, very intrigued at the uh, changing runes and seeing how quickly I can copy the ones that I see onto my notes. Yeah, uh, why don't you also make an intelligence check for me to see how quickly you can really? write this down? Will do. Um, not well. That's a six. Uh, you copy six runes down. These runes are basically the legal minutia, right, of the URL. All contracts are done on, like, these special, like, magical stone tablets, right? Uh, and when you signed your NDAs, when you agreed to work here, or in Athena's case, when you were made to work here, perhaps the runes are built inside of the chassis, right, of your automaton armor, right? Magical binding sigils prevent you from talking about your work outside of the URL, right? And this tablet seems to be similar to that regard. It's paperwork, right? Aldun takes the transfer tablet back from you, Cardu, and hands it off to one of her subordinates. She sort of jerks a gloved thumb at your containment unit. And now we pan behind the three of you, Cardu, Intrigue, and Athena, to see this piece of hardware that the three of you had been working on for the past couple of weeks, right? In preparation for this moment, for the transfer of the entity, right? And as we pan over to it, I want, let's start with Cardu. Cardu, you received specific specifications about this particular piece of hardware. It needed to be soundproof, was the first one. It needed to be able to contain incorporeal entities, was the second spec. It needed to have a psychic barrier, was the third spec. And the final spec was, it needed to be durable enough to withstand, withstand 500 pounds of force. Like, pushing out from the inside. Okay. There was a, uh, let's say there was sort of like a, um, 
this was a rush order, right? As as jobs at the URL usually uh, are. As the project lead, roll a straight or rather a queer d20 for me to see how well your team was able to stay on track. 12. Okay, I'm going to treat that as a mixed success. It's missing one of these specs. What is it? 500 pounds from the inside. Okay, you think it's durable, but maybe not quite durable enough. So Cardu, tell me, of it being soundproof, able to contain incorporeal entities and have a psychic barrier, which one did you take point on? I took on the incorporeal form one. Okay, how did you do it? I think there's like glass around it, um, mm-hmm. it so you can see inside, but there are also like, there's a ring of what produces basically like radiation to keep this thing from exiting the space that we're keeping it in. Okay. Uh, like a glowing ring around the entire like square of this plexiglass cage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What color does it glow? Indigo. That's specific. All right. Glowing. Glowing indigo grid uh, rings, I think, are sort of like strutted all around like the glass of this containment unit. Uh, and we see old Dune like mm, cock her head and nod a little bit. And now the camera pans over uh, to Intrigue. Intrigue. You took point on either this containment unit being able to contain being soundproof or having a psychic barrier. Which one did you choose? Probably the soundproofing. Okay. How did you soundproof it? Uh, so one of my favorite things to do is make strange compounds when I have free time. So I spent a lot of the time we were allotted to do this in uh, mixing different chemicals. And eventually I managed to create a sort of like gel that when you place it in between things uh, stops the sound waves from escaping. So the chamber is lined with this weird sort of like gelatinous substance that holds the sound in. That's really cool. Is it translucent or is it opaque? Translucent. Okay, so we can still see inside. Yeah. Fantastic. We see sort of like this like squishy, spongy substance between like the panes of glass, right? That like form the square of this containment unit and like intrigue. Maybe you nod with a little bit of pride at that, which leaves Athena with this having a psychic barrier. So Athena, although you were brought onto this project as only a lowly administrative assistant, because it was such a rush order, you found yourself taking on some uh, developmental roles here. How did you implement a psychic barrier? I crafted several small nodules that go inside of the tube and around the glass. They emit a psychic wave at a frequency that is normally reserved for incorporeal creatures. Fantastic. Uh, What do they look like? They look like small hockey pucks that glow with a slight purple pulse. Okay, not indigo, purple? Uh, Purple, yes, to match Dewey's indigo. Fantastic. Okay, we're queer up in this bitch, I see. Uh, So we see these little like glowing purple hockey puck-like things, just sort of like, maybe this thing looks like a D6, right? It's got like little like pips, right? Like on each like side for like the the psychic barrier right that sort of like pulse like to the rhythm of like the um almost like the leds like along like the along the edges of this cube right okay it's very very gamer core so i think Aldoon jerks her thumb at this permanent cu the three of you had built like rush order she says at the permanent cu you the project lead is that it yeah yeah that's it all right good Okay, the three of you know the drill. We'll transfer the asset. Three of you out. 
Uh, and she's indicating a door deeper inside this vestibule, uh, up, a fly, uh, up a narrow flight of stairs, where the three of you know there's a waiting room beyond it. And you also know that wetware is notoriously cagey about their assets, right? Few hardware workers have ever seen an entity, much less interacted with one. And it's standard practice to wait out of sight, out of mind, while wetware transfers entities from one containment unit to another. What do the three of you do? Uh, do I'm start? going to stand and wait. <laughs> okay. The, the monster? What else would I be waiting for? Uh, Dewey's certainly not excited to be in the same room as whatever's under this uh, tarp. So he's going to, like, take a couple of glances behind him and hurry towards the, the door. Okay. Intrigue? Dig really wants to see the monster, but also does not want to lose their job. <laughs> <laughs> um... So they are going to follow, but go as slow as possible in the hopes that perhaps they will release it before they get up the stairs. Okay, intrigue. Make a uh, make a perception check. Uh, 16. 16. You'll catch a glimpse. You'll catch just the tiniest glimpse. Uh, as Cardu, Athena, I'm assuming you're also moving with your team, or are you staying there? I go where my team goes. Fantastic. What a good robot. Athena and Cardu hustle up the stairs and the two of you can hear like the wetware workers like grunting like as they like line up the two, like the covered CU next to your glowing cube like CU, right? Uh, and Entry, you cast like a, a subtle glance over your shoulder just enough time before the door slams shut at the top of the stairs to see these four workers pull the tarp off of the temporary CU and you see a glimpse of a shadowy wisp and something very fast, something very fast moving like quickly. And then the door closes behind you. And with a 16, I'll allow you to ask one follow-up question about what I just described. Was it fast moving smoke or was there something in the smoke? Neither, Sorry. neither. Sort of like the smoke was the thing, if that makes sense. Okay, so the three of you are now inside this like small windowless quote unquote view like viewing chamber or waiting room. Uh, it's just sort of like a log shaped like room where you just sit there and you twiddle your thumbs as you wait for wetware to finish whatever, finish the transfer, right? So while the waiting's occurring, what do the three of you do? Would anyone care to play a game of boulder parchment shears? Like that too. Excellent. Mandatory work friend Dewey, would you care to join us as well? I don't think Three person, no, you, you go you go ahead. You can be the uh, champion round if you like. Sure, let's see how this one goes. Okay, uh, Athena and Intrigue roll a d20 against each other. Just a queer d20. 15. Athena? I have rolled a 13. Okay, so Intrigue, you beat Athena. So uh, what did you pick, Intrigue? And Athena will have picked the losing one. Uh, shears. Shears, oh, so it's parchment. So sorry, Athena. As you throw out your hands, you see like this little pair of like scissors that you formed. And now is it time for a uh, cardio to take the championship round? Suppose. Sure. All right. Both of you roll d20 against each other. Eleven. I got a seventeen. All right. So cardio, what? Uh, which one did you pick? Boulder. Boulder. So intrigue. You threw out shears and ah. Uh, on the two of you throwing out like a boulder and a shear, the three of you feel the ground shake a little. And this room is soundproof, so you shouldn't be able to hear anything beyond it, but you do sense vibrations, just very quickly. You you tighten the, the last screws on the 
finishing part, right? Right? I looked to intrigue, as that was not me. Or was it? No, I was not. I did not do that. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sure they can handle it. I'm sure they're handling it. Perhaps we should take cover. This seems like earthquake scenario. Uh, Is there any cover in the room? It is just like a blank room. There's... It feels like a prison waiting cell, right? There's nothing in here, not even a closet or a hook for you to hang your lab coat on. Uh, Dewey curls into should a wall. See if they're okay. You want to do that? You want to go back yeah. down there? Oh, no, don't. You're going to get us all in trouble. Oh, that's fair. Is it more trouble if we sit in here and wait and they all die, or more trouble if we see it? They signed up for this. If they die, they die. It would be in a lot of paperwork, though. And that's your thing, huh? If they all die, then we certainly would also die. So I'm good up here. Okay. Dewey, you make your way over to the door. Your feathered hand reaches for the knob. Maybe, like, your fingertips are quivering a little. And then the knob turns, and it opens. And you see the porcelain mask of old Dune, right? And she looks totally fine. She looks normal. A little rain-lashed, right? Uh, but her gloved hands are, are propped on her waist. She goes, all right, transfer's done. Take this, uh... Take this asset down to uh, QA, and uh, we'll be out of your hair. A&R, out. And Uldun starts striding toward this, like, open door where you can hear, like, the howling rain still, like, lashing in. You can see, like, raindrops, like, pattering the cement floor of this uh, intake vestibule. And you see your permanent containment unit underneath the tarp. It appears that the wetware workers have placed their, like, tarp over yours, and they're wielding what just looks to be a normal steel cage, right, out of the, uh, out of the vestibule. That's got, like, bars, right? And, like, your, uh, hockey pucks, right, and the, uh, the special, like, lines, glowing lines you, you, you put onto the, uh, containment unit, Dewey, are glowing underneath the tarp. You can see them, like, pulsating, almost like bioluminescent jellyfish, like, uh, underneath the tarp. And as Aldun is turning to leave, she throws over her shoulder, oh, yeah, and, uh, don't remove the tarp, okay? Very well. A query. What was the rumbling? Oh, yeah, this, uh, this asset is a little bit of a, uh, tricky one, okay? It's what we call a volatile unit. All right, over in wetware. Uh, you don't want to look at it. It's a no eyes, no ears, no mouth situation. Uh, you don't want to look at it. You don't want to listen to it. You don't want to talk to it. Got it? Perfect. What was that? Perfect. All right. One of the weirder administrative robos I've ever seen. Any other questions before my boys and I head out? Okay. One of Athena's eyes just flickers. <laughs> Uh, the porcelain mask lingers on your flickering eye, Athena, and then Uldun jerks her head toward the exit, and the wetware workers pile out. They hit a button on the outside of the intake vestibule, and right, like the big, like metal, like door, like closes down, and you see like the protective sigils, like flicker back on on the inside. That prevents things from the outside breaking in, or things from the inside breaking out. And now it's just the three of you with your covered CU and a objective. You have to take the CU to QA, quality assurance, with the asset inside. There is a door uh, that will lead into a hallway where you can start making your way through sectors 9, 8, and 7 to make your way to QA. What do the three of you do? Who would like to play Boulder Parchment Shears to see who pushes it? We all have to. Is it heavy? Let's say maybe like there's a pallet underneath it. 
Oh, with like wheels on it, so you can wheel it. Okay. I mean, I will, I will push it as long as I can also take the notes while I do so. I'll walk ahead. I know where we're going, uh, and I'm not super strong, and I don't want to touch it. You good with that, Athena? That works for me. Okay. Uh, Cardu, you lead the way to one of the um, apertures at the side of this vestibule. You place your feathered hand on like a um, on a stone tablet with like several runes on it, and the runes glow and pulse underneath your palm, and then. The, the wall just sort of crumbles open, right? Uh, to reveal like a long, dark hallway with these like floating motes of light uh, drifting toward the ceiling, almost like fireflies on like a sticky summer night, right? That like light your way toward QA. What do the three of you do? Is there a chance that from where I am pushing the cart, I can slightly lift it up and see it? Uh, yes. But you will be playing with fire here, my good friend. Uh, why don't you roll a sleight of hand check as you and Athena together start pushing this thing, right? And Cardu leads the way to see if you can lift this tarp without dire consequences. Uh, 19. Okay, 19, not quite sufficient, uh, but close, 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 close. So describe to me what it looks like as you like, as you like lift a corner of this tarp. I sort of like, lean down as if I need to uh, adjust my clipboard and I try to catch the corner of it with my clipboard and pull it up, but it does not quite uh, work. But just a little bit, right? You're just lifting up at the corner of your yeah. clipboard? Okay. Yeah. So you lift it up. You see something shifting, right, uh, on the exposed corner of this glass panel under the um, the indigo lights uh, of Dewey's sigil, right, and the purple light of Athena's, like, um, hockey puck. Uh, you see, like, a black, shadowy, wispy mass just sort of, like, furiously like pulsating against the inside uh, of this containment unit. And I think with your 19, you also see just, like, a quick eyeball just gliding like down into the corner and like a, a, a purple iris slides up the sclera and like gazes right at you. Uh, so I just need you to make a intelligence saving throw for me. Okay. okay. Here come the saving throws. <laughs> uh, 20 not natural. Okay, that is sufficient. Uh, so you feel something like almost like a, a baseball bat of psychic energy slam against your cranium, right? But you're able to ward off whatever psychic attack this was, right? And as, as you do, you see and you hear one of the hockey pucks on this side of the glass panel crack. Like you see like a, a, a spider web just crack open on it. And I think maybe your uh, clipboard slips and the, the tarp falls down and maybe like you reel a little bit. Uh, so Intrigue, describe to me uh, how you reel. I sort of like shudder and uh, like take a moment and step back and sort of like release the cart uh, and like have to go pick up my pen again because I have dropped it. Okay. I think maybe your hands, your fingers are tremoring as you like pick up the pen and it takes like a couple tries for you to scoop it up. And by this point, Athena, you no longer feel intrigue helping you along, like pushing this down this hallway, like the wheels sort of stalk, right against like the cement floor. Athena, what do you do? I see, this is a fun prank intrigue, but it would be more helpful if you helped me push this. Are you having yes. trouble with your pen? Uh, uh, yeah, yes, uh, it, it is okay. I. Um... My hands are a little shaky, it's okay. Um, sorry, I did not mean to abandon you. Uh, 
That is okay. Is your hand shaking like an aftershock to the earthquake? Uh, maybe, yeah. And they hold their hand up and it's like this. Cardu, you hear this and you don't hear the wheels rolling anymore. You're barely halfway down this corridor. What do you do? Uh, I'm desperately looking back at how far uh, my team is away from me and the door at the end of the hall. I'm just saying, what's what's happening? Come on, we gotta, I want to get this over with. What? Intrigue? You okay? I'm fine, yes. Okay, come on. Let us resume. Okay. Um, Athena and Intrigue, you continue pushing this containment unit, right? Uh, down the hallway. Intrigue, are you gonna bring up the fact that you saw one of the protective psychic barriers crack? Or are you gonna hold on yes, to that? Yes, I'm, I'm, once I have sort of come back to my senses, uh, I will turn to Athena and say, uh, you made the the barriers, yes, the psychic ones. Yes, that was me. Um, one, uh, thank you. And uh, two, I worry that this thing may be very strong. I think one of them is cracking. This is another funny prank, but I don't think it's the time for those. Oh, uh, um, yeah, n- no. On that... <laughs> You reach the end of the hallway, Cardu. There's another, um, there's no door, right? There's no doors, really, in the URL. Uh, there's just areas where that are marked with sigils that if you are a qualified employee, you put your hand on a panel and it'll the wall will just crumble open. Uh, so you see a blue sigil which marks that this door can be activated, right? You place your palm on a panel nearby and the wall crumbles open. Um, to reveal a series of branching hallways, right? Um, and occasionally uh, you see like gla- a glass panel, like sort of like along a hallway, which reveals like an abandoned, like a uh, not currently in use laboratory or like a workshop uh, for hardware employees to test out their latest inventions and like try, you know, try out their latest like innovations and mechanics and whatnot. Uh, so here you see like a couple of like other folks, other employees at the URL, uh, just a couple, maybe like three or four walking down these hallways. Um, the only, uh, still in use workshop is workshop F, uh, which is maybe a little ways down the hallway and to the right. And you can see some light glowing from like the inside, like the um, the inside of an illuminated workshop uh, where you see like these spindly instruments. You hear like of like a saw going, right? And you see like a suit of armor that's sort of like in the middle of being built. Um, but this is maybe like 60 feet down this hallway. Uh, and as like an employee, a coworker walks by, uh, they turn to f- face the three of you uh, uh, and they go, oh, Oh, uh, I'm just about to go to my break. Good luck with uh, cleaning up the rest of your shift. Cleaning up? Uh, yeah, you're just uh, taking this uh, CU to hardware, uh, to, to quality assurance, eh? Ah, I see. Yes, we are. Great. Don't forget, we got a betting pool going on who's going to die by the end of this week. So uh, if you want to get in on it, tonight's the uh, deadline. End of the week, eh? What's the buy-in? <laughs> I don't know if uh, administrative robos get to uh, buy in. Sorry, company policy. We bet on ourselves. Uh, you can, but where would the payout go to? I'll, I'll bet on you. Toss it into the sea. <laughs> uh, that seems like a waste of funds. And as the person in charge of the pot this week, I'ma say no. Hey, enough. Uh, Dewey, what were you saying? Uh, Dewey's just like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bet on Intrigue. Uh, 
I'll talk to you later, but we gotta go. Sounds good. See you in the break room. Uh, and this employee, like, walks off, right? I think they're sort of like a grizzled, kind of grungy-looking red-skinned tiefling. These little nubby goat horns, right? And like a, like a little little mustache growing around their face. Uh, and they, they peel off. Uh, the three of you continue wheeling the CU on its pallets, rattling, 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 right? Like down this hallway, you're walking past these like abandoned, like not in use workshops, like the lights are off. So you just sort of see like the hulking shadows of like various like machinery, right? And tools just sort of looming in the dark. Some of them look vaguely humanoid, but you know, it's just mannequins where they like test, you know, like primitive weaponry and whatnot. Um, and you, uh, I think you just turn the corner, right? And the three of you are walking past this, like, still in use workshop where you see just one person working a late shift, right? They've got like a little sort of like faceplate on and they're using a, using a saw to cut a piece of metal, right? And they're sort of, they're so engrossed in their work, they don't even look up as the three of you wheel it past, right? Uh, and as you do, I need the three of you to make a perception check for me, please. 15. So 15. Nine. Okay. 1559. Cardu, you are leading the way down this hallway, so I don't know if you're, you know, fully paying attention to the CU behind you. Athena and Intrigue. Both of you hear a uh, thump, thump, thump. Uh, almost like fists pounding against the inside of the CU, but like muffled, right? Uh, and you can you feel the palate like shake a little as you're wielding it. What do the two of you do? Um, mandatory work friend Dewey, I believe we have a situation. A what? A situation. The unit is banging like this. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> you saw it, you felt it move? Yes, I felt it. And now that you mention it, in case that it wasn't a prank, mandatory work friend Intrigue mentioned that one of my psychic barrier objects is cracked. What? Yes, it was not a prank. I'm not particularly good at those. You know that, Athena. Um, uh, it has eyes. You looked at it? What? Only oh my god. Bit. Oh my god. They're gonna, they're gonna kill me. Uh, how far uh -oh. away are we from the place we're going? Uh, you're like several sectors away. <laughs> at this rate, it'll take you like 10 minutes to wheel it there. But, um, I agree, we should not look at it anymore. It was bad. It was bad that you looked at it in the first place. Okay, uh, Athena, do you know how to fix the thing? Clo close your eyes and fix the thing on the CU? I could certainly try, but I feel like uncovering it with a tarp would d disobey one of the directives I was given. If it broke out, that would be worse, I feel like. More directives break if it breaks out. Yeah. You make a valid point. I could attempt this. Okay. Athena, are you going to cover your eyes or are you going to look at it as you try to fix your barrier? I'm going to turn off my optical sensors so my eyes are technically closed. Okay. What about you, Intrigue and Cardu, as Athena starts reaching for the tarp? I'm going to close my eyes immediately. Okay. Cardu? Uh, I'm staring at it and like running my hand behind me, along the wall behind me to look for like a, to feel for like an emergency pull switch, but there <laughs> probably isn't one. No, no I, I don't know if there is. Uh, I really love that touch though. Uh, so Cardu and Intrigue, you back away a little, you close your eyes. As Athena, you 
your optical sensors have been cut and you feel with your um with your hands right and you the tarp like the the rain sleek tarp and you pull it off none of you see it right and because it's soundproof i don't think any of you hear anything either you just hear the the tarp can come down and athena how are you trying to fix this thing so i imagine athena's like fingertips would sort of like open up and like little tools would come out of the ends of them so that way she could attempt to like fuse the the cracked uh kind of hockey puck back together um and like re-solder the wires that are on the inside anything that may have been cut okay make a medicine check medicine check on the cage uh, that was a natural one okay would that make sense to me i think I think that's that's a good way to segue into the next part of this one shot. Uh, Athena, your optical nerves are cut. You feel like the, your fingertips spring open, right? Like a pressure, there's a deep pressuring sensation uh, as tools come out of your hands and they start like feeling like, like the edge of this, you know, cage where entry can indicate it. Uh, there was a crack and you feel it. You feel sort of like a hairline crack, right? In the glass, that's, that's a good sign. It's not, it's not that, deep at all it's totally fixable you feel like the hockey puck um uh, where the crack is originating from and you're thinking to yourself this is super solvable like i can do this like this is no problem like i could do this with my eyes closed and you're literally doing it but as like your tools start repairing this crack i need the three of you to make a dexterity saving throw good at those 10. okay 10 from from Dewey? Uh, 20, not natural. Okay, natural 20. Okay. Intrigue and Athena, you're gonna take half damage. Cardi, you're gonna take full. Uh, the unit explodes. Or rather, it's what feels like an explosion, right? Because your eyes aren't open. Um, the three of you feel just like glass, like, in, like, push, 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 like, shards embed themselves like into your lab coat, like slash against your face, right? Like, as like this massive, like, something breaks out, right, from the inside of the CU. And there's also a sound like rupturing uh, ocean and sky, right, almost like a thunderbolt, just like a big clap of like enforced energy, like exploding outward uh, from the CU that Athena was trying to mend. And the three of you, the full damage is this, so take half, uh, are going to take, uh, that's nine points of force damage. Uh, full. So we'll round down and say that's four points of force damage for Athena and Intrigue. Uh, and Cardu, because you did not save, you are also flung back, like away uh, from this from this cage. And I think your your body like skids down the hallway, and I think your back slams uh, into the far the far wall at the other end. What do the three of you do? I feel as though I was not successful. <laughs> do you reattach your optic nerves, Athena? Do you open your eyes? Yes, I reattach my optic nerves and look at the scene around me and see the glass spread around my mandatory work friends. And poor work friend Dewey! <laughs> I love that. What about you, Intrigue? I'll open my eyes. Okay. The two of you open your eyes, and Cardu, I'm also assuming you're opening your eyes too, sort of uh, like woozy at the end of this hall, blasted like 15 feet away. You all see that the top of this containment unit has been smashed open right? Almost as though there was like a massive sledgehammer from the inside that just burst it open. And Cardu, like a quick 
Just a quick liability report, like, flutters past your mind as you think <laughs> I was unable to, like, meet the specifications required. Like, you were unable to take the 500 pounds of force, like, I didn't think about the top. The top, exactly. And there is nothing inside. There is, it's just empty. It's completely empty. Uh, and to your left, Intrigue and Athena is sort of like that glass viewing window into the workshop. Uh, and that has also been burst open by the force of this explosion. And you see like the worker inside, like they've lifted up their mask and they're looking around wildly. I think they're like a Leonin person, right? Uh, so they're like big lion, like eyes are like widened and they're like, they're, their hands are shaking a little as they're holding like a, a, like a saw. What was that? What happened? If the shadows are moving, don't look at them. What? It was what a shadow? You, what shadow? Uh, yes, Athena. Oh, it, it, it appears that the creature that we had in this containment unit has broken out. What? What? You had a transfer from wetware and it got out? It appears so. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I have a daughter. I have a wife. I can't. And then the three of you see their body just poof, like they drop like to the ground, right? And the viewing panel is like maybe like uh, seven feet off the ground, so you don't see where they drop to, but you do hear them scream. And you hear like the clanging of objects as you hear like their body being dragged. And you see like a, the, the work table that they were working on like fall over and like like tools spill out and you hear this Leon person just go, oh, no, 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 oh my God, oh my God. Uh, and their voice cuts off. Do you think it's too late to get on on that bedding pool? You might be able to catch up if you run. <laughs> no, don't leave. Don't leave us. As uh, the three of you stand there, like realizing, like what the hell just happened, the glowing motes of light that like float along the ceiling of like all the underground recesses of the URL, they usually glow like a soft, like yellow. Uh, suddenly, turn red, like a deep crimson red and the three of you are bathed in this like bloodbath light right and the, the red begins to pulse and the three of you hear sort of like a low droning siren just a and a voice sort of starts echoing across this entire sector that says lockdown initiated containment breach there has been a containment breach. Sectors 9, 8, and 7 are in quarantine until the entity can be contained. Lockdown initiated. Containment breach. And it's sort of playing on loop, I think, this entire time. What do the three of you do? Activating URL emergency extermination protocols. Yes, good. Okay, you go in front. I have a question, DM. Yes, go for it. Do we have our, like, weapons and things on yes. us? Yes, 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 you do. Okay. Don't worry, I will not strand you without them. No, you, okay. you have them. Um, I would like to take out my scimitar and uh, run it across my hand and activate my blood rite. Okay. Uh, which blood rite are you activating? I am activating... One second, I need to see which one I chose. I forgot. The... Uh, it's the right of the storm, so uh, I slash it across my hand and the blade sort of becomes electrified across the the metal part. 
Okay, I really like that. We see like, gzz, 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 right? Like the tempest, the fury of Mahu's like lightning strikes just sort of ricochet up the length of your scimitar as the blood transforms into pure magic, right? Uh, and we see like a little bit of this blood still like dribbling down your wrist, right? Like uh, red rivers like running down your arm uh, as you do this and you're getting to like a battle ready stance. Dewey? Uh, Dewey is perhaps a little bit less intimidating. He's holding uh, his wrench at the ready, which is oversized, <laughs> but it's still like only like a foot long. A foot long wrench? It's we should make a deal wrench. with Subway. Dewey's foot long wrench. Okay. Uh, okay, you pull out this foot long wrench that's like heavy in your hands, right? And you're like looking around. And Athena, you've activated your battle ready protocol, your extermination uh, directive. So what do the three of you do? How are you trying to go about this, right? You just saw this Leonin person get like pulled down and dragged, presumably, and they stopped screaming. And you, not only any of you saw where this entity went, right? But Intrigue, you do know that it's kind of wispy and it's got eyes. I think we should go into the lab and see if we can tell where it went. That seems as good an idea as any. Okay. You, yeah, let's go. You uh, stay in the front. I will I'm stay right. in the front. Thank you. Oh uh, my god, they're gonna like, kill me. <laughs> as as Athena walks in, like you just see like the right sleeve of her her dress like shreds from the, the elbow down to the hand as like her forearm like extends out and switches around components until where her hand originally was is now like a cannon. And then like her eyes shift from blue to red. And she just sort of like strolls in with like the cannon arm facing upwards, like bent at the elbow. That is freaking amazing. I love that. I think the three of you walk around. Are you bringing the shattered remains of the CU with you or are you leaving it there in the hallway? I don't want to tote it around. It's broken glass. Yeah, I feel like we, I, I mean, unless we were able to fix the glass, I don't think it would be functional. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to leave it there on the pallet. That's fine. I just want to know. Uh, the three of you skirt around the shattered remains of the top of the CU, uh, and you approach, like, the door to this, like, dimly lit workshop chamber, right? And, like, the inside of this chamber is also, like, fluctuating, pulsing with, like, red light, almost like a heartbeat, of, like, the URL's hardware sector. Um, and as you approach, like, a motion sensor activates, and like, a glass door at the front, like, slides open. And the three of you step into... A ruined workshop, overturned workbench, you know, chairs thrown akimbo. Uh, you see tools just scattered uh, across like this um, cement floor. Uh, you see um, vials have been shattered in the struggle, and strange smoking liquids are just sort of like suffusing the air. Right as you st step in, I need the three of you, except Athena, because you're not organic. So just intrigue and Cardu to make just a con save. Right, as these vials with various liquids start foaming through the atmosphere. 19. Uh, okay, 19. Cardu. Five. Oh my god. Cardu, you do have inspiration. So I think our bases are fully loaded. I think all three of you have inspo. I'll leave it up to you when you want to use it. Entry, you're going to take half damage. Cardu, you're going to take full. Not a lot, don't worry. Full damage is four points okay. of poison damage. So two points of poison damage for okay. entry. As I think do your nostrils <laughs> sizzle. The three of you step forward. This is the immediate scene of the attack, right? Uh, you're going to have to investigate a little bit deeper if you want to find the body. Like, where did this creature go? How could it have gotten in or escaped? So how are the three of you going about investigating the scene? Could I 
do a check to see if there's anything like vents in the room? Yes, you can. Roll investigation. Uh, that is a 13. Your eyes, your red eyes that are sort of glowing like under the crimson light scan the edges of this workshop chamber and you see at the far end in the ceiling a vent. Or maybe five by five. Typically will like suck out like noxious like fumes and like filter it outside. There's like a filtration system and you know because you you were built to work here uh, that all of hardware is connected through a series of complex vents and a filtration system. You see a single vent in the ceiling. Intrigue and Cardu, what are the two of you doing? Is the body in their room still? I won't even make you roll investigation for that because it would be really hard to miss uh, if it were. Yes. Tell me, are you like picking through like the rubble and the wreckage? Yeah. yeah. Intrigue's scimitar at the ready, right? Gzz, 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 lightning jutting off the steel. Uh, you nudge aside like several of the overturned workbenches. You step over shattered glass uh, and st like strewn tools. And at the very far back of this workshop chamber, you see a slumped over Leonin. They're like slumped against the wall, their head down, like a little like string, string of drool dribbling against their chest. And it's going to take a roll to see if they're like alive or dead, but they're not like missing limbs. Like they don't have gashes or anything. They just sort of look like they're asleep almost. Right. But they're like then, slumped against it. What do you do? Should I make a medicine check? Uh, yes, you should. As you crouch down and approach, mm. right, this person's mm -hmm. limp body, I'm going to need you to make a dex save. Okay. 12. Uh, that is not quite sufficient. You're trying to get close to make a medicine check. Maybe your hand is reaching out like your other hand's gripping the scimitar when this body suddenly lunges to life, right? Like this big maned head snaps up and like, like the jaws like cl clatter against, gnash against each other. And this Leonin scientist lunges for your neck and chomps down. And you're going to take, not, not a lot of damage, don't worry. Just a spindly scientist. Um, two, two points of piercing damage right, as they chomp down on your neck and they, they, they grip onto you. So I need you to make a strength contest. I'm not good at those. Uh, that's an 18 minus one for 17. That is actually not gonna be quite sufficient. Uh, they remain on you, right? Like they're like they're clawed hands, like one grips onto your other shoulder, the other one's grabbing you by the hip and they're <sighs> like still like biting onto you. Like they, they've been driven wild by something. Uh, Cardu, uh, sorry, intrigue. Yes, how do you how do you respond to this? Oh, um, can I use my blood curse of binding or no? Uh, I will allow you to do that, but first I want Cardu to have a chance to yeah. respond. Okay, maybe oh, right now you're like ah, oh, like in the middle ah. of getting attacked, right? Cardu, yeah. you see intrigue get jumped by like a limp body of this Leonin scientist. What do you do? Oh, jeez, do I want to go towards it? Yeah, I'm gonna move towards the middle of the room. See if, see if Intrigue is okay, gonna be okay on their own. But you're not gonna jump in to help? You're just gonna be watching? I mean, he, did, a... he did bet for, um, <laughs> going to die. Oh my god. I'm at half health. I, oh, yeah, no, I'm like stepping no. on glass. I'm like tripping over my own feet. Okay, uh, but how are you reacting to Intrigue getting attacked? Are you like shouting? Are your like feathers getting ruffled? Like, paint me a word. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm screaming at, I think, Athena. I'm like, can you do something? What? Yeah, just panic. Athena, how do you respond? Well, looks like the party got started. For Dewey, are you like visibly like not doing well? You said you were at like half health. 
Yeah, I think he's like, he just got like blasted by an explosion, so he's like, feathers are all rumpled and he's bleeding a little bit, but he's like, his feathers are always rumpled, so. Me, okay, okay yeah. so he, he doesn't look like he's like about to croak. No. <laughs> okay, in that case, I will remain in position and activate pyro mode. Okay. And I'm going to uh, shoot firebolt at the uh, scientist that is currently holding uh, Intrigue. Okay, make an attack roll. If it misses, you'll hit Intrigue. It's okay, I'm fire resistant. I'm, I'm so sorry, Intrigue. I it's rolled okay. a 10. That is not quite sufficient. So roll damage as usual, but against Intrigue. I rolled a nine. Okay, so that's half damage because you, you took Infernal yes. Resistance. Okay, yes. uh, so that is only going to be four points of damage for you, Intrigue. Uh, so what does it look like as you, as you activate Pyro Mode and shoot Firebolt? Oh my god. So the sort of barrel of the cannon that's like in her arm it just starts to like pulse red and it starts to glow brighter like getting to that like maximum heat of, of fire and rather than it being like orange and red flame that shoots out it's like like a, a a white flame that comes out of the end of it and unfortunately hits entry yeah i think just like a bolt of white fire slams into like intrigue's back right and you feel like this heat wash over you, right? Maybe you grip it, grit your teeth a little. You smell some singed hair and you realize uh, it's your hair that's getting singed that you're smelling, right? And you're like the top part of your lab coat like catches on fire, right? The good thing about this is this makes the Leonin person let go. Gah! Like they release you and they like, uh, sit like, like, like sh shove their way backward until their back hits the wall again. And they like come to like a sort of crouch over stand. The three of you see that there's something seriously wrong with your coworker. Their eyes are streaked through with this, like, their scleras are completely black, right? When they, they, they weren't before. They're, this, like, this wispy shadow streaked through with, like, crimson bolts is now, like, like taking over, like, the inside of their eyes. And you see this, like, black, these black and crimson veins, like, uh, spreading out from their eyes, right? <sighs> And they're like drooling a little with this like black and like crimson gunk coming out of their mouth. They look unwell, to say the least. What do the three of you do? Probability that they are possessed is very likely. Yeah, I would agree with that. Thank you. I, I, I think if it's okay, could I try to grapple them? Tell me how. Just launch yourself at them and try to restrain them? Uh, sure, so... Athena will start to like walk forward and the cannon arm starts to shift again and then the other sleeve rips apart and that starts to shift around until she has like these two like much larger gauntlet arms and she's just going to attempt to like dive forward and hold him like in place even if she has to go like I mean his chest is facing us right uh yes uh, they use they them pronouns oh they I'm so sorry there. yeah no worries no worries no um, way for you to know so um then yeah, Athena, even if she has to go against their, their chest, that's fine. Like, just try to hold them in place uh, back against whatever wall they're on and hope that either, you know, Dewey or Intrigue has some ideas of what to do next. Okay, sounds good. So make a strength athletics context against their acrobatics. What'd you get, Athena? I am rolling so great tonight. Seven. Okay, you are able... I'll give you a hard choice. You can either restrain them, but take some damage as they chomp at you, or they break free and you're within melee of them. Athena is more concerned with trying to keep a co-worker safe and not allow them to be 
you know, die or be permanently injured. So I, I think she'll risk the damage. Okay, so you wrap your big gauntlet arms around them and you restrain them, right? But they're <clears throat> but they're thrashing against you, uh, and they open up their their jaws that you see are like like this like black red like liquid sloughing off their mouth, and they bite into you. And because they're right up on you, you're gonna take the full brunt of that bite. Uh, you are going to take seven points of piercing damage as they just chomp against the carapace of your shoulder armor. I can like feel some of like your your steel like armor like flaking off, right? And there's like a ding 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 sound uh, as screws come loose, that pop off of your body, and like roll against the floor. Athena, what do you say? Please cease and desist aggressive actions. Okay, Cardu, intrigue. This thing is restrained. It's biting at Athena. What do the two of you do? Dewey's moving just close enough to intrigue to grab like her lab coat or something and like pull away from Athena and Cray's yeah. coworker. I think. The thing might be either in them or controlling them. Should we try to knock them out? How do we get a thing out of a purse? Do you have any experience? I don't have... I've never done this. Uh, no. I don't have notes about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think as the two of you are sort of like like frantically debating what to do, as like <laughs> Athena is like <laughs> losing more and more parts of her structural integrity to this thing chomping, this... Leonin, what's, you don't know if they're possessed, if they're being controlled. Like, they suddenly stop biting Athena uh, as Athena speaks about crossing the streams. And secrets. Horrible, 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 horrible. Secrets. <sighs> oh, no. how did the three of you respond? Query, what kind of secrets are you talking about? Deep, terrible. No good. Spiraling, spiraling, spiraling secrets. Primordial, old, older than death and birth of the universe. I... <sighs> oh, has anyone heard of this? This is not my expertise. Have we? Uh, why don't the three <laughs> of you make a history check? Arcana. Arcana, not history. Oh, no. I got a three. A uh, twenty-one. Okay, Cardu, okay. you are way too freaked out, I think, to like make heads or tails of what this yep. thing is saying. Intrigue. This is intriguing. Something about this possessed, for lack of a better term, uh, Leonin's words, secret, seems to be a very specific choice of words. Spiraling, spiraling. Something about this makes you feel like it's, it's related to the URL in some Right, related to wetware, maybe, in some way, and, and wherever this creature came from. Athena, with a 21, there is more than meets the eye to this creature, right? There's something about it that is pinging your, like, instincts, quote-unquote, that have been given to you by your fathers, right? This isn't just a straight-up monster possession case. There is more to this, right? There is a deeper mystery here for you to unravel. Okay, with a 21. And it seems to be referencing some sort of apocalypse, right? Based on its words, also, with a 21. With this knowledge, how do the three of you respond? We tell if, like, it is puppeting the Leonin from inside or outside. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, with your 16 and with your 21, uh, Athena, yes, this thing is inside the Leonin. Right, like it's either it's similar to like how you've seen ghosts work, right, or even like demonic possessions. Yeah, this thing is like physically and spiritually inside this person. Are you friend or foe? 
I'm not. I'm not. Let me go. Let me go. What do you want with me? What do you want with me? You've taken enough from me. Let me go. Is this my coworker or the creature speaking? Roll insight. That is a natural 20 for a 22. I will give you an answer, and with a natural 20, you can ask a follow-up question. My answer to, is this my coworker or the creature speaking, is yes. What's your follow-up question, Athena? What has been taken from you, creature? My freedom. My body. My who am I? What am I? Secrets. Horrible. Cursed. Knowledge. Horrible. Secrets. Horrible. That it must... Stop, just let it stop the pain! And then Athena, Intrigue, and Cardu, I need the three of you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> 16. Okay. That is a 22. 22? It's a 10. Okay. So Intrigue and Cardu, the two of you are going to take full damage. I don't know what's going on with your rolls, Max. Uh, Athena, you're going to take half. Full is going to be 10. Okay, so half is five. Oh, I'm not doing well. <laughs> okay, Dewey does look like he's on the edge of, oh, edge of dying. Right okay, and this damage is going to be psychic damage, right? As just like this, like bl- these black wisps explode, like out of this Leonin person's like mouth, and like blasts into all three of you. And Athena, I need you to also make a strength saving throw to see if you can re- maintain your grapple on this person. That is an eleven. And 11, that is not quite sufficient. I think they, oh, they like push you off, right? And you feel like the pistons like controlling your joints, like sort of like uh, decompress, right? As your arms are shoved open uh, and this Leonin person staggers backward. The wisps that exploded out of this Leonin person sort of like circle around toward the ceiling of this workshop chamber, almost like dark storm clouds beginning to form, covering up like the glowing, pulsing crimson motes of light that are sort of like dangling against like the top of this chamber, um, darkening this room, right? And you see eyes, two crimson eyes, right? Also like streaking about this like dark shadowy cloud. And then it heads toward the vent and it starts snaking its way up through the vent, but before it makes a full escape intrigue. And I use my blood test of binding. I assume I have to amplify it because this thing doesn't have blood, yes? Yeah, it does not have blood. So okay. take the amplification cost. So I have to cost. amplify, yeah. Okay. That's two. Uh, okay, it needs to succeed on a strength saving throw. Okay, against what? 14. Or else what will happen? Uh, or else it cannot move or take reactions until... My next turn? Oh, wait. No, I've amplified. One minute. For one minute? Okay. For one uh, minute. Okay, it fails. Okay. So it can't, I think, what does it look like as you, like, stop it from moving? You watch as uh, Intrigue's nose just starts to bleed, sort of, uh, simultaneously. And they reach their hand out, and the same sort of electrical energy that is up their sword goes into and out from her fingertips and sort of holds it in place like a cage. Okay, yeah, it's... 
you see it's like shifting form, sort of like glitching as your electricity sort of like grabs it, almost like um like a bad channel on a TV, right? Like the edges of it are seem to be flickering in and out of existence, and the eyes, the irises are like like swiveling wildly, right? And like the whites of the scleras, like the crimson eyes are like looking at each of you, like there's only two of them though. Yeah, intrigue for now. Blood streaming out of your nose, like holding it. You can feel it's like magical arcane fury, like trying to like burst out of your grasp and you know you only have like a minute right yeah. that you can like hold it there for right but it's like straining against you but for now you've got this creature in your grasp and the body of your co-worker just sort of slumps to the ground unconscious but they're not dead uh, drooling onto their onto their front what do the three of you do hold this very long just saying quick quick question for clarification is yes. the 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 coworker are they are they at like zero HP or are they they're like, stable yeah they're not gonna stable? like make okay, death okay. saving throws yeah okay okay in that case I am going to you guys pick uh, Dewey or Intrigue which one of you looks worse probably Dewey probably Dewey yeah out of character what are you at Dewey four uh, four okay <laughs> what is Intrigue at <laughs> nine oh my god not, also not good. <laughs> okay, Athena, what are you at? I am at 18 hit points. Okay, That's okay. Good. Y'all have taken That's a few good. hits. Okay. Uh, so, Athena, what are you uh, What are you going to do? Can you heal? I'm going to reach out to Dewey and say, Mandatory work friend Dewey, don't worry, I've got you. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Okay, uh, how does that work? You see one of uh, Athena's arms uh, begins to shift again. And uh, instead of a cannon or a big gauntlet, uh, it's uh, almost like a, a, a syringe, like a healing syringe, and it has like like green liquid in it. And uh, she just goes up and pops it into uh, Dewey's shoulder and it injects Ooh. and yeah. uh, heals you for nine HP. Ooh, thank you. That is much needed. Uh, I think what, what, what this looks like is as you inject Dewey, like your wounds begin to just to like cellularly reconstruct themselves, right? As like this like healing salve is like injected directly into your veins. Is there a button or an alarm system or something in here that can close the vents, like in case of an a science experiment that goes wrong? Or is this like Resident Evil where all the rooms are connected by unclosable vents? This is like Resident Evil. You're pretty sure that whoever designed the URL is a sadist. <laughs> Like, there's no way to close the vent outside of the administrative offices, right? Where the president of the URL presides. Oh, you don't have the clearance to close the vents, sorry. No, didn't think so. So what's the play here, right? As, like, Athena injects uh, Cardu. Let's say that takes some... Um... That takes a, a, a second, right? And like the minute is closing in on you because we're not in initiative. Uh, so like, I think blood sweat starts dripping down the side of like your your face as you're struggling to contain this thing. It's so freaking powerful intrigue. It's just uh, uh, like trying to break against your, your spell. Clock's running out. What do the three of you do? I think Dewey is going to take, he's rummaging around in his pockets, uh, giant shorts pockets, and he pulls out like a sort of like, you know, slingshots, but like, made out of like office supplies so like pens and rubber bands that's the crossbow he's going to fire it at one of the eyes okay okay go um, for it i think you have a advantage on this attack roll because it's restrained nice that's good because i just rolled a five 17 okay that does hit so roll damage with your crossbow four damage 
Okay, let me let me write that down. I think it's the first time y'all have hit this thing. Yes. Okay, four piercing. Okay, I think what this looks like actually is as the arrow streaks toward the eye, the eye swivels and moves out of the way, uh, but it goes through the body. And you see like where the arrow spears it through, it comes out on the other side and it thunks into like the wall. Uh, but you see like a few wisps have been like thrown out, right? It looks like it looks like that did damage it, right? Like not like it was unaffected. And this thing lets out a, you are just like the ones that did this to me. Uh, and uh, intrigue, you feel a pulse against your restraints. Do you want? I want to be free of this. Uh, form secrets. Secrets, terrible secrets. I have to share my terrible secrets, my discoveries. Please, someone, please listen to me. It's not too late. It's too late. Query, how do we free you? Oh, interesting. Okay, it's pretty hostile right now. So, Athena, I'm going to ask you for a persuasion check. See, I got a natural one, but I'm going to use my uh, inspiration. Hell yeah. That is a 16. Okay. Okay. I think what that means is it will answer your question truthfully, right? There's a pause, and you see both eyes swivel and fix on Athena's, like, glowing crimson visage, right? And this creature, which doesn't have a mouth, right? This entire time, I think it's been, like, almost, like, telepathically communicating with you. You just hear its voice resounding inside your brain, like, its deep, guttural, pained growl, like, tugging at your soul inside your brain. You can't blot it out. And this creature turns... It's a telepathy on you, Athena. But the rest of you can hear it as well. Uh, as it says, Take it. Take my burden. The burden of this horrible, horrible secret. Just take it. Take it from me. I can't, I can't know it any longer. Please. Any would you of... like to tell me? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say, if you would like to know what the consequences of taking its secret on are, uh, the three of you can roll like Arcana again. I got an at 20, so 23. <gasps> uh, oh, 21, 23. Oh my god. Y'all are a bunch of eggheads. I forget that y'all are like, <laughs> you're like scientists. Okay. Uh, the three of you know that things are starting to piece together, right? As this thing's been communicating, as, you, as you've seen it possess this like Leonin person, right? The way it's modus operandi, right? This thing seems to be driven by its need to alleviate itself of the horrible knowledge that it's uncovered, somehow related to the URL. So if you take on its horrible knowledge willingly, there is a high chance that you will become like it. That whatever curse has made it this way, whatever magical malformation has driven it to become this like incorporeal shifting shadow creature will likely happen to you if you just take it secret like it's asking you to question i think i already know the answer but does athena being an inorganic being does that counter that uh it does yes and no i don't think any of you know what would happen if an automaton took it on right you could be fine the same thing could happen to you or something worse could happen or something just very different could happen. It's a high risk situation, I think. High risk, high reward. Cortez, <laughs> mm, is there a high reward? Maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> mm. Um, all right. in that case, mandatory work, friends. It may be in our best interest to end this creature's suffering 
in a physical way. We can oh. try. What's your plan? Get all of our guns and weapons out and shoot it until it stops moving. <sighs> classic URL. Classic, classic. I thought we were co-workers. I thought you, you'd be able to help me, but I guess not. We are co-workers? Who are you? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. All I know is this horrible, horrible secret. That's all I know. If I let you go, will you stay? Ooh, that is, that is an interesting question. Oh, you're going to have to somehow convince it to stay. You're going to have to give it like a little something something if you want it to stay, if you let it go. Because at this point, you've attacked it. It has attacked you. Fair, right? You've attacked it back. That's fair. Uh, but... It needs it needs more, right? It needs more than just you letting it go, right? Intrigue, because another uh, one of your allies just threatened it. Intrigue so, will hold up their very large pile of notes and say, I have, I take down a lot of things, many of which are probably secret. If you stay, we can listen and work this out. Okay, interesting. Uh, roll persuasion for me as well. Yeah, the hostile creature. Usually I don't ask for charisma checks, but... That is a four, so I'm going to re-roll. Okay, yay, inspiration. Natural 20. Nice. <laughs> yes, four. it's the best feeling it, when you re-roll onto a nat 20. A total of 21. I don't have the best charisma. Okay, you've convinced it for now. Uh, if you promise to listen to it, write it down and talk with it, right? If you also promise a ceasefire, right? If, like, if you can guarantee that your allies won't attack it. If we just sit for a little bit, yeah? <sighs> Let me go. Please, just release me. It doesn't feel good. Query, what if we had our former co-worker slash current co-worker write down their secret so that we did not have to hear it? Could you write if you were in one of us? Could you write? Yes. Yes, let me in. Let me in. Let me no. in. Look at our good friend over there. You want to... Does that look like fun? I no. did notice that you picked up our Leonin friend. You can hold tangible objects, it seems. Could you hold a pen or stylus? Such an interesting way of going about this. I need blood, flesh, soul. I've got a little bit of that left. <laughs> Are you going to let this thing possess you, Intrigue? Can I roll an insight check to see if it's lying? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'll roll insight on its like oh. true intentions about like if it can actually possess a stylus or not, right? I got a 17. Athena? I got a three. Okay, Athena, you've never, you've been programmed to detect like facial expressions. This thing doesn't really have a face or a body language, right? So like you're sort of, you have to sort of take it at its word here. Intrigue, with a 17, it seems to be speaking its truth, right? It's a animal, a beast, a monster. It knows what it knows. It knows it needs blood, it needs hair, it needs teeth, it needs soul, it needs veins and cartilage, right? And you don't think that it would lie about that. It does need to be in a in a body, I think, to do anything. And at this point, I think a minute has elapsed. I think it's safe to say. Oh, okay, um, when, when, when it agreed. Uh, oh, okay. She cool, cool, dropped. Cool. She dropped the... Great. Awesome. Did I... Did I think when you when you drop it, 
it's sort of like a small like static wave erupts downward um from from this and it its form starts shifting again right but it doesn't disappear up through the vent like it wanted to it's still sort of lingering there like carefully like like a dark cloud like considering the three of you uh so what's what's the play here do y'all have another trick up your sleeve are you gonna agree to let it possess one of you or are you gonna attack it what's the plan i have a query yes if you were to possess my work friend intrigue as she has suggested <laughs> would you let them go when you are done and what would be the consequences of them taking you in is it possible that their mind would end up like our co-worker here <sighs> you speak too much uh, and this thing is gonna streak down toward Intrigue. And Intrigue, you're sort of like looking up as you see just these like black tendrils descend upon you. And I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Uh, 12. Let me, wait, let me check. I think that's a 12. Okay, a 12. Yeah. Not quite sufficient, but you can repeat the saving throw, right? After a certain amount of time has elapsed. Got it. Okay. So, Cardu <laughs> and Athena, the two of you see just intrigue getting like consumed by this like shadowy mist just swirling around like their face, right? And intrigue, how are you responding as this thing starts seeping into your body? It burns. It's painful. It I, hurts. I think she is like shrieking and like clawing at herself. Okay, yeah, maybe you even stumble backward. You, your hip checks against, like, a workbench, right? And you stumble, right, as you're, like, clawing at, like, your face trying to tear off this mist. But how can you tear off mist, right, from your body? You can't. And it, like, sucks itself into your lungs, like, in through, in through your mouth, in through your eyes, your nose, your ears. And Cardu and Athena, the two of you see Intrigue's eyes cloud over with that same, like, shadowy sclera with, like, like bolts of, like, red, like, veins streaking through it. And Intrigue, how does your body language change as this thing takes over? Intrigue is normally kind of, like, hunched where and, like, this over their, like, notebook. I think it goes entirely straight. And, like, if you ever seen how marionettes go when they are being held so, like, stiff, all sort of very stiff and straight? Yes unnatural, almost like a mirror of Athena a little bit, just stiff, hinging at the joints, head cocking side to side, uh, like a predatory grasshopper, right? Almost like eyeing its prey, deciding whether or not to decapitate you or let you go. Yeah, and intrigue stops screaming. A note for you, Rue, is this thing's gonna speak through you, so I'll speak as this thing, but you can cut in as intrigue trying to, like, wrestle control back, too. Right? Okay. As this thing, you're, like... It's like you can see what's happening still, but you're not in control, right? Which is like a horrifying sensation, right? You feel this thing jerk your like arm to the side and like pick up like a glass vial and like look at it. Like and its head like sort of jerks side to side, but you're not doing it. You can feel the cool hardness of the glass against your skin, but it's not you controlling your movements, right? It's horrifying. <sighs> oh, this one, this one is nice. This one is smart. We like this one. <laughs> Athena is going to lean over to Dewey and say, um, oh, I hope that Intrigue can survive this. But if they don't, I guess you're going to win a lot of money. Dewey sure it's her the dirtiest look for like a split second and then back to Intrigue. Like, you still, Intrigue, you, are you still in there? Yes. <sighs> Shut up, you. Go. 
and intrigue, you feel like a sucking sensation, like a vacuum seal, as you're like drawn down to the deepest recesses of your soul. As this thing's like flinging you away so it can take full control, control for a moment here. And I think it forces you to relive a horrifying memory. So Intrigue, tell us, what's the memory? I'm about 16, 17, and I have sort of wandered away from where we had made camp for the night. Uh, I'm just walking and I come across sort of like an abandoned old campsite as well. Scattered in there is like a bunch of, like a, an alchemist's kit almost. And I am very curious as a child, uh, and so I pick it up. And underneath it, there is a, what the remains of a person who has very clearly been sort of like melted through by the contents of this bag. And I drop it very quickly, but it has already sort of burned the palms of my hands uh, from the acid as I just sort of stare down at this burned corpse, essentially. Yeah. And I think as the acid goes through your hands, you're like looking, you're back in these woods, right? You hear the chittering of night animals, right? You can see like the the light of like the the stars of the night sky in Ndake filtering through the canopy. It's dark all around you. You smell fresh, wet earth because it rained last night, right? That was why it was so hard to make camp tonight because all the wood you could gather was wet. So here you're looking down. The palms of your hands are sizzling. You can smell your own flesh burning. And how are you reacting? Trying to get it off? Are you rubbing, rubbing it off on yourself? Sort of like, like taking off my shirt and just sort of like rubbing it between my hands as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. And you're doing this, but it seems to be making it worse. All you're doing is making this concoction push deeper and deeper into your body. Now you can feel, uh, you look up and you see these like blackened veins bulging on your forearm as this toxin travels into your bloodstream. Uh, uh, And you can see it moving up, up, up past the crook of your elbow toward your heart. What did you do, Intrigue? What did you do? You tried to stop it, but you couldn't. But how did you try to stop it? I'm going to take my knife from my boot and just sort of like slash across my forearm and try to stop it from continuing forward. Mm-hmm. It's not blood that spurts out. It's this like vile, like greenish, acidic, mutagenic like liquid that just sloughs off your body. And before your horrified gaze, you see your skin knit itself back together. And then you feel this horrific piercing sensation as the poison reaches your heart. And I think you, your, your boots stumble over like the desiccated corpse of the person who tried this before you uh, as you double over in just sheer ecstatic pain. Intrigue, how are you reacting? I think I am just sort of like, uh, when you, you know when you are in so much pain that you can't actually make sound, uh, you're just sort of like, <laughs> as sort of my body goes into like a lockdown overload. Okay. You go into a lockdown overload and I think you're curled up in like a fetal position for like, so like you don't even know how long it's been until like you're, you, you come to because someone rests a hand on your shoulder, okay? And you hear a voice go, hey, hey, kid, kid, you alive, you good? No. You look up into the concerned face of a hobgoblin woman. 
right? She's crouched down next to you, right? She's got like one hand uh, on your shoulder, and you see that uh, she's wearing these like this like sleeveless shirt that shows like uh, these black tattoos are like wound up either arm. On one arm, it's like the tattoo of like a sword, just like all the way down the length of the left arm, and on the right arm is a tattoo of like a um of like a spiked gauntlet like on 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 her forearm. She's like holding you and like looks at you and says, "Shit." try to track this asshole down, but listen, kid, I saw what happened to you. I, you're going to be okay, okay? But your life is going to be different. It's, you can't go back to being normal anymore. You hear me? Me? What, what, what do I do? Take these papers. And she takes like the strewn documents and like the remains of like this, these vials in like a case, right? She like hands them to you. I don't know much about this disgusting splinter faction of blood hunters, but that's what you are now. You're a blood hunter. Listen, usually I'd offer to stick around and help you out, but I have something I have to do. I'm Ravi. And she holds out like a red hand. Very shakily, Intrigue holds out their hand as well. Shakes your hand and says, Sorry to say this, but if you don't keep microdosing on this mutagen that changed you, you'll die. And it will hurt and you will not go down easy. You have to keep taking this, okay? Your body chemistry, it's your blood is no longer just blood. It's also a toxin and you have to learn how to control it. Thank you. I'm, thank you. Don't thank me. I'm just another one of these cursed bastards. And I think like Ravi helps you up, pats you on the shoulder and then you're like pulled like out of this memory again, right? And your time has passed since you've experienced this memory. So while Intrigue was taking a trip down memory lane, right, this creature has taken full control of their body here in the present. Ah, better, quiet. They like roll their joints, pop, 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 pop. You hear Intrigue's neck go. Cardu, Athena, what do the two of you do? You previously agreed that if we stand down and did not take aggressive actions against you, that you would share your secret on a piece of parchment. Please do so. <laughs> a piece of parchment. And they sort of like jerk forward with Intrigue's body, like lunging at you a little bit, but they like grab onto a sheaf of parchment that's just sort of like strewn on a nearby table. They like they like they snatch it with their hand, they like crumple it, you know, and they like look at it. <sighs> quill. And they reach out and they grab a nearby quill, you know, but like in a really ham-fisted way, you know, and they slam this piece of parchment down and they start just like scrawling on it, right? Like with like the ink of this quill, like, uh, Cardu, you're like fearing for the nib. You're fearing for the nib of this quill as they're just like scrawling on it, right? Um, yeah, like bam, like down. Uh, and you see them start to draw, not words, but they start to draw a picture, okay? And it looks like a, uh, big oval, just like a big swirling oval, uh, like either like a whirl on a tree, right? And then they're drawing like a small, like, figure next to the oval, almost like a humanoid-like figure facing the oval. Okay. And Cardu and Athena, both of you just make a investigation check to see if you can parse out what they're actually trying to draw. 15. Okay. 20. Not natural. Okay. Cardu, you can ask one follow-up question about this drawing. Athena, you can ask two. Let's start with Cardu. Does this stick figure have, like, recognizable features? And if so, would I recognize them? It's has long tapered ears. I don't think it has any recognizable features outside of that. So like an elf or a drow, 
or like a half elf, or probably not a half elf, the ears are quite long. Athena, what is your first follow-up question? You mentioned a spiral and something possibly pertaining to an apocalypse. What does this individual have to do with that? Coworker. Who? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. All I remember is a face, a woman, a person, a drow. And the two of you would be aware of a prominent drow uh, in the URL. The president of the URL is a drow. But there's also quite a few drows who work at the URL and outside the URL as well, obviously. Those are your two follow-up questions, Athena. (laughs) They're communicated, but the real secret, this babbling, babbling madness I saw in the rift beyond it. (laughs) Nothing, nothing and everything and everything and nothing. It was empty, it was full, it was beautiful, it was painful, it was nothing at all. And it was everything. Would I be able to determine from that if the beyond they're talking about is is that like the beyond beyond or are they like is that like a metaphysical or like metaphorical beyond? Would I, would I be able to determine? They are speaking of a realm beyond the beyond. Okay, which is basically like they don't seem to be able to have the words to describe it. You know what I mean? Whereas people would be able to have the words to describe the beyond. It's the beyond. It's where the gods dwell. It's a place of magic and wonder. But this place is not the now. It is not the after. It is not the beyond. It is not the various transitional planes that bridge these three transplanar realms, right? It is somewhere apart, perhaps. And this creature, or what it used to be, seemed to maybe have glimpsed a truth of this location or this realm, right? And it seems to have made it into this entity. (sighs) Our deal, our bargain, is held. I have written you a writ, and now I keep this one. Mm. That was not part of the agreement. Intrigue. We want her back. Intrigue, make your second int saving throw as you come come back from this memory. Nine. (laughs) Oh boy, uh... (laughs) Okay, uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stay back there for a little bit a little bit longer, right? But you're you're witnessing what's happening now, right? You're no longer flung into a memory. <laughs> back, stay down, good girl. Uh, and this creature is going to uh, <laughs> maybe we see like that oh gross look like flash on Intrigue's face, right? Um, as this thing possessing Intrigue like jerks its head uh, toward Athena. And it's gonna like slowly like shamble and like lunge toward you a little bit and go, You, perhaps your body could take it, could take me, could free us. If it will release my friend Intrigue, I will do so. <clears throat> and this thing uh, reaches out with its hand and like, No! Clap. Intrigue, you shout out a no. And as it clasps Athena on the shoulder, Intrigue, make your third int save, right? To see if you can prevent this transfer from happening. 21. Okay, that is sufficient. Uh, You're able to like, you shout out no, and it lets out a no, uh, as you see like wisps of like black smoke, 
like pour out of your orifices, like out of your nose, your eyes leach out of your mouth, like trail out of your ears and start to like swirl up, up, up and like away from your party, right? And intrigue, you're in the driver's seat again. You're back, you're here. Oh God, the pain starts subsiding, right? But like some like the blood has like matted your face from your blood sweat. Hello. Mandatory coworker intrigue. Are you well? Are you in control of yourself? No, and yes. Mandatory coworker Athena, are you also the same? Two questions. Well, you good? I am not good. I am Athena. Please rate my dad joke on a scale of one to five. <laughs> Twelve. Yeah, that's a good dad joke. No, no, I was so close. We were so close. We almost had a body again. We almost, no, no. And this, 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 this suit of armor, is it whole? It is not. It's missing an arm and a leg. The suit of armor in the corner. Okay. Is it a body? That is an interesting question, Intrigue. <laughs> you know what? I see where you're trying to go with that. I will give you inspiration for that thought, right? But it doesn't have blood. It doesn't have veins or a heart. Uh, but I really like, I really like that idea. So you can have inspiration. Um, thank you. Absolutely. This creature, as it's freaking out, you see it starts to incorporate itself, take on a more corporeal form, let's say. See the wisps solidifying as forms like a, a torso and like an arm, another arm and two legs of like swirling, wispy, like magic-y black tendrils and finally a head where the two eyes like travel up from like its chest region like up up to its up to its face right but it still has no discernible features right other than the fact that it's like formed like a vaguely humanoid figure no no i was so close and intrigue because you've already been possessed by this thing you know what you know what's coming so i think you can brace yourself i won't ask for a saving throw from you but cardu and athena i'm gonna ask for a saving throw from the two of you any intelligence uh, yes, sorry. Yes, intelligence. 25. Do I still have inspiration? Did you use it? I don't think so, right? I think so. Okay, yeah, so. then you, you can reroll. Okay. 15. Okay. Cardio, that is a failure. Yeah. Uh, so okay. you're going to take a little no. bit of damage, right? And you're also going to get a, something else is going to happen to you. Athena, that is a success. I will let you decide. Are you going to take damage or are you going to let something else happen to you? It's not going to be a possession. Interesting. I will take the damage. Okay, how much are you at? Uh, 18. Okay. You are going to take 12 uh, points of psychic damage, Athena. I think, like, your circuitry is, like, fried from this, like, psychic, like, black, magical blast, right? And maybe, like, your body is, like, flung backward, and maybe you even clang into the suit of armor, right? Um, as, like, your circuitry starts to go on the fritz, you see like little bits of like sparking at the joints, etc. cetera, uh, as your this, this psychic blast seems to like power down some of your power cells, right? And you can, you can feel it, Athena, you are in dire need of repairs now, right? You're, you're sort of on your last legs here, right? Like if you don't get repaired soon, this, this might be lights for you. Cardu, you're going to take just a teeny, a smidge of damage, a splash, a LaCroix of psychic damage. Uh, that is going to be two points of psychic damage. Are you alive still? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, good. I rolled really low. And as you're flung back, your soul is also flung back away from your body as you enter a terrifying memory of your own. 
right? As you you sort of like almost like a sunken place moment, right? You sort of like fall backward, like vertigo like, and you see like like the real world sort of like fade away from you as you plunge into like an inky black recess of your soul. And tell me, Dewey, what is the terrible no good memory you relive? I think it's gonna be Dewey in a crowd of people in Nabal standing next to Tonga and there was like a partition sort of thing that was keeping people back like at the end of a marathon where everyone's waiting on the sides and he's just waiting so anxiously and he sees people come across the finish line there's Kane among other scary looking individuals and he does not see the person that he was waiting for and he waits for probably like five to ten minutes um, as everyone who's arrived is celebrating and he overhears he overhears the blue tiefling describing a kill that they made of a person that fits the description of his mentee. Rose has like pink hair, right? That's mm-hmm. how you describe her? Okay. Yeah, you behind this partition, like Tonga, you know, she looks younger here, right? Than in our maid campaign. Like uh, with like dark skin as usual, chubby, uh, with like like big hair done up in these two buns and like she's got goggles like on her forehead she's like like wringing her gloved fingers together and she's going oh, I don't see her I don't see any of them oh, you think they're okay Cardu? she's comp I mean she's, she's good she's our best yeah yeah she's so good uh, tell me she's gonna be okay Cardu. just tell me she's gotta be okay and as you say this you overhear a voice right off to the side Kane speaking you see this like tiefling with midnight blue skin this wavy blue hair and these like beautiful curled like horns right draped in these lavish robes surrounded by so many admirers right like throwing roses give like giving them gifts and you just hear them <laughs> oh yes and then that little halfling person i <laughs> let's say uh disincorporated oh and that one some pink-haired girl. I don't even really care. She went down like nothing. <laughs> Honestly, one of the more pathetic kills of my career. You know the saddest part about it, though? She was begging for her life. Uh, and we pull back on you, Cardu. Tonga doesn't seem to have heard this. What is it, Dewey? Did you see someone? Did you see her? Is Rose here? I don't see anyone. Dewey starts stumbling backwards through the crowd. Okay. Cardio, as you like, I think like there's like a ringing noise right in your ears as you just sort of like stagger backward through this crowd. And like a part of you in the present is like aware that this is a memory, right? And that you're being forced to relive it, right? But it's still, it still feels so fresh. It feels raw. It feels like the day it happened, right? Which is horrifying. Like your heart's breaking again, all over again. And then you like gasp back into your body in the present. And I think intrigue because you were able to shield yourself from the psychic blast you just sort of see this thing it looks smaller somehow like little wisps are trailing off its form um but part of the shadow has started to flake off of its body revealing something or someone underneath right you see like off its like right shoulder like wisps are trailing off and you see like the edge of a lab coat you know like you see like a dark tanned skin right of their neck as like the, the wisps begin to like trail away. But there's something wrong about the body underneath. It looks almost translucent. Like it's not entirely there. Intrigue, what do you do? First, I am going to um, use my uh, mutagen. I'm going to take uh, the vermilion one, uh, which gives me my blood maledict back without a short rest. 
but I have disadvantage on death saving throws. So I just take a shot of something from my pocket, which I just do sometimes. The the two of them are like pushed back, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself sort of between the shadow and the two of them, seeing that there is sort of like a little bit of a like person showing through. I'm going to like see if I can reach out and touch it. Okay. Oh, what are you trying to accomplish here? Are you trying to like form a moment of connection with this person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so roll, roll charisma. Okay. Just uh, straight charisma. Yeah, straight charisma. Gay charisma, as we say. Gay charisma. This is true. I got a seventeen. Okay. You reach out tentatively as like more wisps start start to like sort of like trail off and away from its body. And you touch it. You touch the translucent part. And where you touch, like, seems to cause like a ripple effect as like more of this like black shadow peels away, revealing a upper half of a person. Their face is still ensconced in in shadow though, but like you see their upper torso. And you see a name tag, right? Like attached to their lab coat that has the last name Kong, K-A-N-G. Right, and like an open lab coat. Uh, and you see like uh, their title, R&D wetware. Mm-hmm. R&D is research and development. Yeah. Uh, what is this one? Can you, you hear me? me? Yes, I think, I think. I, something is affecting you. Uh, I want to see if we can get you back from it. I, I don't know if you can. I was just, it was just a regular shift. I was just going down. I was archiving my reports, as you do. I must have taken a wrong turn, and then another wrong turn, and then... And then I was... Where was I? Where... Where was I? It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. no. doesn't matter where you were. You're here now. You're here. Here. In the present, we are here. Here? Where is here? Where is this? We're in hardware. Hardware? Uh, Sector 9. Why? And you see their head turn and look out the glass window where the uh, shattered, where you'd left the shattered CU. And they like look oh. back down at like the lower half of their body, which is still swirled with like this like shadowy wisp. Am I, am I being taken in? Are they incinerating me? Don't, I don't think so. No one's incinerating you. No. Not. Where am I being taken? I'm not, I'm not an entity. I'm not an asset. I'm... I'm Misha. I work in wetware. I work in research and development. I'm I'm Misha Kong. I was just, I was just on my shift, and then I don't remember. You don't want to remember what happens next, Misha. Uh, Athena, you've been pretty quiet this entire time. Would you like to chime in? Athena is currently almost dead. Uh, so I, I I think, am I am I allowed to cast anything in this moment that's like not an offensive spell? Yes, yes you are. Okay, so in, in, in that case, um, Athena's body where it's just kind of like crumpled against the, the uh, almost finished robot, the best way I could describe it is like Dr. Octopus tentacles, but like smaller, sort of like lift her off the ground from her back. And then I'm gonna cast Mending and have them like start to repair like the, the damages that have been done to her, her chassis. I think you do. I think you just do that. Uh, You start to like self-suture yourself uh, as intrigue and like Cardu handle talking to this 
entity that used to be a person? Question mark. Used to be an employee here at Wetware. Um, Athena, do you also say anything, or are you like standing back and letting your your mandatory coworkers take care of this? <laughs> Is this someone that Athena would know? I think you have access to a lot of files, right? I think your fathers yeah. would have uploaded a lot of data into your brain. So I think as you're repairing your chassis, maybe you repair the memory module, you like screw that back in uh, and ding, like there's like a, um, there's a match. Misha Kong and the, you know, and, and employees are just cross-referencing it, right? Like employees in hardware and wetware. You find a match in wetware. Misha Kong, research and development, wetware employee, deceased, Raven 2. Uh, which was probably several days ago. Uh, but the rest of Misha's files are classified because you don't have access to wetware. Interesting. What do you do with this information, Athena? Misha, query. <sighs> do you recall what happened on Raven 2? I... I was working my shift. I was archiving my notes about a project I was working on. Then I must have taken a wrong turn and gone somewhere I never been before and then i entered this chamber where 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 and it's like they're glitching out right and every time they say where like their translucence like shimmers right like iridescent ripples like an oil slick like wavering on top of like of their exposed like dark brown skin if we were able to return you to wetware could you guide us to the location that you went to i don't know. I... Maybe I... I need the three of you to make a perception check. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen 14. for entry. Fourteen for Cardu. Eleven. Eleven for Athena. Cardu and Intrigue. The two of you hear a... Noise. That is familiar to you, right? Perhaps almost eerie in its familiarity. It's the noise of uh, the wall opening, right? After someone like unlocks it from the other side. And as you hear that noise, uh, the lights that are all around you, which have been like pulsing red this entire time, like suddenly turn a steady orange, right? With like yellow lights sweeping over it. As finally Athena, you also notice, and all three of you hear like boots, like stomping. As you see members of wetware, like filter in through the hallways, right? Heavily armed, like elite strike force members of, uh, acquisitions and release team, right? They're all wearing this like full suit. They're All of them are wearing like full suit armor, uh, but it's not like clangy plate paladin armor. It's like sleek leather armor. That's sort of like a precursor to Kevlar, Kevlar probably here. And each, all of them have like these like face plates on, right? With like runic symbols glowing on like the face plate to prevent psychic like interference, right? With their work. And they're all carrying like swords, like batons, like a whip, you know, like cr hand crossbow, etc. Some of them even have like, um what you all know are like a prototypical guns, right? Super prototypical. You know the you know them as like quick draws, right? That they that they're holding out like one hand on the barrel, one hand on the handle, and they're all just there's got to be at least half a dozen of them streaming in, right? Like and they start to like surround, right? Like this glass chamber, a workshop chamber that the three of you are in, right? And this entity, this person, this Misha, stops in the middle of talking. Does what? What's happening? What is this? What's going on? as the three of you hear boots like thudding, right? And all of them, all of these like um, wetware workers start like raise their weapons through the glass at, at the entity. And as a matter of course, at the three of you as well. What do the three of you do? Can I cast a spell? 
Uh, what kind of spell? Uh, it would be a protective buff on a party member. Okay. Who would you want to target with this protective buff? I would like to cast Sanctuary on Intrigue. Okay. I think you can. So tell me what it looks like and what it does. As Athena sees all of these armed wetware individuals coming into the, uh, the uh, area outside of the room, she gestures kind of with her fingers, like almost like solving like a finger puzzle. And as she does like a, uh, uh, I want to say like a hexagonal barrier, just sort of like waves over intrigue briefly, almost like, like, a, like a gossamer hexagonal veil and then vanishes. Oh, hell yeah. Sanctuary is you ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends. Any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attacker's spell. The spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area of effects such as explosion or fireball. Okay. If the warded creature makes an attack, casts a spell that affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature, the spell ends. All right. Yeah. Uh, so cool, cool, cool. The, these gossamer threads like shudder into existence around you start to fade off. Um, Cardu, how are you reacting as muscular members of uh, wetware barge into the space? I don't want them closer. I'm gonna take a pouch out of my pocket, I guess, and scatter shrapnel caltrops around us so they, <laughs> so wetware doesn't get closer. I want to figure this out before they rush us. Okay, uh, you scatter the caltrops around. They sort of like uh, disguise themselves among the debris that's already strewn across this destroyed like workshop chamber. Intrigue, what do you do? I'm going to deactivate my blood right and put away my scimitar. And I'm just going to, with both hands, just sort of like reach out and try to hold Misha and say, I know this is difficult, but I need you to focus on me, okay? What's happening? What's going on? You brought something back with you and it's not good. Why are they pointing weapons at me? Why? I'm not an entity. I'm not an asset. I'm a person. You are a person. Yes. And maybe on you, like, trying to calm them down. Uh, the three of you here through, like, muffled masks, right? Like, one one of the uh, wetware employees go, Stand down, hardware employees. Don't get in the way. Duck. Pigeon, actually. Uh, give us one second. <laughs> we... <laughs> Pigeon, I go away. I do not duck. I'm like, give, a, give us a second. I gotta figure this out. And I turn back. Continue. Not an entity. I'm also not ducking. Okay. Athena, you have been given a direct order. Do you obey or do you disobey? There's a moment where Athena begins to obey and she starts to duck and disengage. But as that directive is going through her head, an additional directive comes to meet it almost like two players on opposite sides of a chessboard. The one being the directive to disengage and, and uh, duck, the other almost coming in the voice of her father's saying that she is to protect life. She weighs the scenario as the two, like in her head, it's almost like the chess pieces are moving back and forth of the, the two different directives sort of competing against each other. And then she finally comes to the checkmate thought of 
if I back away and disengage, if I duck and I leave, you know, Intrigue, I leave Dewey and I leave Misha here alone with no support or anything else, then I am risking losing their lives. And more important than following the directives of these soldiers from Wetware is following the directives of my father's to preserve life. And so instead of ducking, she is going to step forward and put herself between uh, Intrigue, Dewey, uh, Misha, and the Wetware soldiers. Okay. Wow. How beautiful. Um, I love all of these responses. All three of you take a point of inspiration. That was amazing. I love this moment where like the three of you maybe like stand up, you know, and like you shield yourselves and also you shield Misha, right? Who just sounds so scared and confused. And there's some sort of, you know, some sort of shadow thing happening. You're not exactly sure what that is entirely, but mate, you're so close to getting the truth. You're so close to getting to the secret of what's going on. And then you hear the same person go, stand down. We don't want to shoot you. We can't shoot other employees. Just stand down, okay? You Let can't us... shoot other employees. You can't shoot her either. That's not an employee. That's that's an entity. That's breached containment. We need to exterminate it now. No, she's wearing her uniform. It's Misha. At this, the members of the uh, acquisitions and release team pause and they like look at each other. Like they're not quite sure what to do here, right? Because there's also directives. Like the URL is bureaucratic and messed up, right? But they wouldn't like shoot an employee like point blank in the face, right? And the three of you are standing up and not standing down, so. You're sort of at a ceasefire here, sort of at a stalemate, right? And then the three of you hear another set of footsteps coming into the hallway. And pulling into view from behind this line of soldiers, basically, you see a person in a immaculately tailored suit and this velvet tie that's just like pure black. Uh, and like shaved on the sides with like coiffed white hair, these piercing obsidian eyes, a drow woman. This is the president. She is the president of the URL. She presides over both wetware and hardware, and she's the founder of this organization. And she's not armed. She doesn't have a protective carapace on anything at all. Her fingers are steepled against the front of her chest, and she stops behind the captain of the Strike team, right? And she turns. She looks all three of you dead in the eye. She smiles and says, shoot. And I need the three of you to make a uh, strength save. This is why you gave us inspiration. Yeah, I'm gonna this go is why you gave us inspiration. Natural 20. Yes, natural 20 from Brew. Uh, which is a 19 because I have uh, an eight in strength. <laughs> okay. 19 I'm a dexterous blood hunter. Wonderful. 19, 19 from Athena. Zero. Okay, 19 from Athena. Cardi? 18. 18. I use my inspiration. Great. The three of you save. I'm also going to have Misha save. Oh, no. That was an 18, so I'm going to use my inspiration to reroll that. Connie using their inspiration for good? Never. No, it's for bad. <laughs> He's going to fail. The three of you stomach the blow as simultaneously you hear like e explosions like gunshots basically go off right as well as like like a uh, uh, crossbow boats just like shooting through the glass and you hear like this glass all around you just shatter right um and the three of you take it right you you take it uh you're gonna take you're gonna take half damage each <laughs> So what are what are the three of you at actually? Let me nine. check in. Okay, nine for intrigue. Eleven. Okay, eleven for Cardi. 
Uh, well, question, how much healing did mending give me? Oh, it doesn't typically heal, but let's say I healed you for your proficiency bonus. I have eight. Okay. Six is half. Uh, six points of force damage, right? Just from all directions, as push, your bodies are pummeled, right? By the president's order to shoot. The entity does not do so well. I think the majority of them were trained on Misha anyway. So the vast majority, you see like harpoons lance through the entity. You see like bullets just like pellet through the entity's like uh, body, right? You see like crossbow boats, bolts. You see arrows just streaking through it. Um, and Misha slash the entity are just like, ah, ow, ow, you, how dare you? Ow, ow, that hurts, that hurts, please stop. Um, as they're just struck through with like all of these projectiles, right? What do the three of you do as they begin to glitch, 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 and they start to discorporate entirely, right? Sort of like a Thanos snap, right? They start to just like disintegrate, right? Slowly, slowly from the bottom up. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no, no. Am I able to touch them? Yes, yes you uh, are. Then I'm, go I'm going to reach out, uh, touch Misha's shoulder and cast Cure Wounds. Oh, okay, I like that. Uh, so how, yeah, roll, roll, roll to heal. Can I also roll to heal? Oh my God. It's just a six. Why were you healing yourselves? Okay, just a six uh, from Athena. What about for uh, Cardi? Uh, well, also a six. Okay, that's 12 total. Intrigue. What, oh, actually, Cardi, tell me what it looks like as you heal, as you try to heal Misha. Um, I think I was about to like try and patch up some of our wounds anyway, so I had like a piece of, let's say, gauze in my hand. Uh, and as I fall backwards, I like slap it the way you would like try and slap like a, I don't know, like a blanket being pulled away. Mm. Um, try and get the edge of Misha's form. Okay. I think, though the two of you know this is through no fault of your own, this would heal someone who's organic, right? But in this form, Misha is not entirely organic, right? Similar to how like undead and constructs can't regain HP, right? Like you reach out and you try to like touch, touch Misha, you know, like stop this process from happening, but it's, it's not working. You do slow it down a little though, I think. Like they're not gonna just dis disappear immediately. So I think due to your help, Cardu and Athena, Misha is able to get out like a final sentence, right? To, to the three of you. But before we get their intrigue, what are you doing as Cardu and Athena rush forward to try to help Misha? I am still putting myself between them and the wetware, now the president. And if the first person that tries to move to do any more damage, I'm going to cast uh, the Blood Curse of the Binding on immediately. Okay, you are like readying this, you know, feature and you're like, like so protective and like standing, you know, like not standing down, right? Even in yeah. the face of this president. Okay. And I think like, <sighs> as you see like the, like Misha's legs disappear, like their, their torso disappear, you hear them go, no, no, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go, please, please, please. Uh, as it like ripples up to their neck. And then the shadowy wisps that were covering their face disappear to reveal Misha Kong. And Misha Kong was a half-elf person. Dark brown skin, this like curly black hair and these like bright crimson eyes, right? And they just look like a normal person. They were just another 
human being working here, just like the rest of you. Except Athena, because you're not a human being. Uh, and none of you are humans, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a person, a person being. Uh, no, but the, in this touching moment, Misha, as like their face begins to flicker away, Look, and they say in tones only the three of you can hear. So the president doesn't hear this. The rest of the wetware people don't hear this. And they just go, You have to stop it. You have to close it, okay? There's a... And their voice starts cutting out. There's a rift. There's a portal to the dimension. In wetware, there's a... To the dimension. It's empty. And Misha disappears. Sorry. Employees 2694-9225. An A-T-H-E-N-A. I'll have you file a liability report. Speak of this to no one. Or else. Anar? And the president turns and leaves. Taking with her the rest of the acquisitions and release team. I think maybe on this grim scene of the three of you standing, like, forming a triangle, right? At, like, just like a small pile of dust, I think. Uh, where Misha's body used to be. Shattered remains of this workshop chamber around you. We're gonna cut to our epilogues. So where you are and what you're doing during these epilogues is largely up to you, but I think they're all in the form of a report of the events of this, right? I think what would be great is y'all like give me a little spiel with your report and then like you like narrated it and told me, tell me like where you are as you're filing this report. So who has something? Actually, let's start with, let's start with, let's start with Cardu. Okay, let's start with Dewey. Dewey, how does your report of this case, of this project, go? Your formal report, right? It's It details the mechanical failings of the containment unit we were supposed to create, or that we created, and corrections for next time. Like, the materials breakdown, and like a step-by-step description of what happened um, in up until the explosion, I think. And then it says, employee has no recollection of events afterwards okay you finish filing this report where do we find you as you like write the final word on this um i think i am at my desk at my desk and i like i guess even fold the form i lift the form up and underneath i think there's like a notebook where dewey has uh transcribed what misha said to him before they poofed i really like that okay and i think you get a uh you get a- someone knocks on your door. Hello? Uh, hi. Uh, Mr. Quirk, I have a message from you from the outside. Out- outside, yeah. What is it? He- here. And this little, like, gnome person, like, this message person, like, comes in and, like, hands you, like, a rolled-up sealed scroll. Right? Mm-hmm. And the outside of the scroll just says, To Cardu Quirk from Edbuta Birala. And I think maybe we cut away, right, from, like, Dewey's scene on that, like- reach out letter right and now we are going to go to let's do intrigue cut to intrigue for your epilogue so tell me what intrigue writes in their formal report this is perhaps the shortest formal report that intrigue has ever filed because normally intrigue includes their 20 something odd pages of notes which some poor asshole has to read later um but this time uh, intrigue only includes the notes from the 60 minutes or so they waited for Wetware to bring people. So it's just 60, like it's like four or five pages of notes that are just about the people that walk past. Um, and then uh, similarly to um, Dewey, 
she writes about uh, the containment chamber and how uh, she failed to think, to consider, to cushion the roof, um, and that is how it escaped. Um, and there is a drawing of the cracked um, puck and the eye. And then after that, Intrigue submits their notes as the full notebook and like gets a new notebook every time. Uh, the pages have been like ripped out and destroyed. Um, and there is a note that says that the notebook was damaged during the incident. Um, so the notes on the following pages were lost. And then the final notes, the entity was dealt with, but the containment unit was a failure and would need to be scrapped and started again. I really like that. We do have an auto crit on the board for you, Intrigue, for your epilogue. So where Ooh. do we find you when you finish filing this report, when you're done with it? I don't know that Intrigue has their own desk or like office necessarily like Dewey does. I think she just kind of like has a little like lab hole that they tend to like bunker down in. And so uh, it is also where they like make them mutagen things in the corner. Um, and so she is there and uh, has made sure that it is like a very late time in the lab when no one else is there and is in the process of transferring the notes that were definitely damaged during the incident from that notebook into a private notebook that she keeps with their mutagen craft things and pouring a variety of chemical concoctions over the pages as she does so to destroy them. Okay, I'm going to have you make a, a sleight of hand check to see if you're able to aptly destroy these notes. I suppose I will use the auto crit because I rolled a three. Okay, <laughs> great. Tell me how you just obliterate these notes to oblivion. I think um, I have sort of made a acid that purposefully eats away the pigments of the inks that I use. And so the paper is still there, but the ink has sort of turned into this inky black shadowy mess that kind of is reminiscent of the shadows that came and poured off of Misha. So it perhaps looks as if they were corrupted by the same entity that uh, we were supposed to be transporting. Oh, that is so good. That is such a great touch. And you're like in this darkened room by yourself, like watching these like wisps of shadow like rise up. You're like looking down at it, right? And what's like the last thing like you say? Like what's like what's like the parting shot that we have of Intrigue? Uh, I think Intrigue has the last page of the notes that she kept in her secret notebook is Misha's drawing of the director, but like really vague. Um, and then on the opposite page, uh, Intrigue has drawn the director, but like not vague. And they close their book and they say, it will not be for nothing. I really like that. And I think our closing scene for Intrigue ends on a message being dropped in your in your like little like uh, cubicle like box. A handwritten message summons from the director asking to see you in her office privately. And then we are going to cut to Athena for Athena's epilogue. Athena, tell us what your uh, mission report says. So you see Athena sitting at her desk and she is, um, she's in that kind of strance, uh, trance that automatons go into. So she's just sort of looking forward, not looking at anything. And her casing 
uh, instead of it being that dull gray that she had uh, in the beginning, it's now chrome silver. And her fingers are dual writing her report, and it's all surgical. Like, it's just factual, like, at, you know, X time, this happened. At X time, this happened. At X time, this happened. Intrigue beat me in Boulder Parchment Shears. At, you know, and just like literally every step of what had happened over the course of the event. Emitting exactly what uh, she was directed to omit. Nothing about Misha, nothing about... If she was given a directive to not even mention the containment breach, then it wouldn't even mention the containment breach. Um, everything is just super surgical. And while she is filling that out in her head, she's replaying what happened and watching the scenario of like, how could I have protected life better? How could I have succeeded in my father's directive to preserve life instead of allow it to expire? She finishes and it's the same kind of report that anybody that uh, that Athena reports to would expect from her. It's just plain and to the point. Okay. I think as you like finish the la- you know, sitting in your room by yourself, staring forward at like a blank wall, right? And I think your room, your fathers have given you some enrichment toys in your room. Uh, so it's not just like a blank room with no bed because you don't need to sleep really in a bed and like a desk for you to write your reports on. Uh, so what's one of your favorite enrichment toys that your fathers have given you? I'm going to say it's the, uh, you know, the, the bird that like dips its beak into the water and then bounces back out and then dips its beak into the water and bounces back out. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I think I do. Okay, she she has that just on her desk in, in front of her. Oh my God. <laughs> You're watching this bird go, right? And then you hear a, a knock, a familiar knock at your door. Rap, 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 rap. Which is what Dr. Ado knocks with, which is one of your fathers. Please enter. Door creaks open, uh, and you smell something like your your olfactory receptors are going, uh, like a, the smell of like a baked good, right? Like a nice, like a a star cake. Uh, as your father comes in, Maka, and uh, he's flanked by your other father, Doctor Samoset Shore Thunder. And why don't you tell me quickly what Maka and Samoset look like? Uh, sure. Um, Maka is he's a bit of a uh, science jock and somehow manages to be a himbo at the same time. He's very muscular to the point where his lab coat might be like a half size too small. And it, you're a, a little worried that one of the buttons on, on his tunic might pop just from the, the breadth of his, his chest muscles. I'm fully um, imagining that character from Full Metal Alchemist. You know what I mean? The state alchemist, the big buff dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And he, he has he has very rich, uh, like dark tawny skin, um, and there's like a, a, a series of um, symmetrical black tattoos that go over his his face uh, and sort of go down the neck. And his hair is is long and coiled and sort of pulled back into a a, a ponytail at the nape of his neck. And then next to him, Samoset is he's a, a much slighter, where Maka is like six two. Uh, Samoset is like 5'9", five, 5'8", five, very wiry. He has a very like burnt, rust-colored skin with very straight black hair that comes down to uh, just a little bit below his chest. 
Uh, the back of it is sort of braided uh, down the back of his neck. And his lab coat fits uh, like it should. But uh, they both, the, the two of them, just look like the kindest individuals ever, like almost incongruous to the environment of URL. Mm, I really like that. Maka comes in holding a tray, a plate with like piled high with like like star cakes and also like um, little bits of like crackers and baked goods from all across Andake, like from all sorts of holiday traditions, like all across the eight like nations, right? And Maka goes, Athena, we got a surprise for you. Da -da 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 -da. And he sort of like comes forward with a little dance and like sets this plate down in front of you. We thought you might like to uh, broaden your palate beyond just um, oil. I see, Father One. Am I able to consume this? Well, the upgrades we did after your uh, chassis was a little uh, injured during your previous mission do include a, uh, a, a vestigial sack. Stomach, darling. We can just keep using stomach. Uh, yes, stomach for you. And we added uh, taste buds in your mouth. Uh, she wastes no time and grabs a star cake and just shoves it in her mouth. Whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. Uh, we also added the ability for you to burp. Query, what burp? Uh, slow down, dear. Just take your time chewing. Technically, it's not polite to talk while you eat in certain countries. Noted. She kind of swallows hard after a minute, which is a new sensation for her because she's used to just, you know, like oil. Filed the old uh, mission report, did ya? I did. Good, good. We'll make sure to uh, submit it for you. Is Ath everything all right? Your fathers glance at each other. And Athena, you also have an autocrit, just so you know. Would you like to roll insight? I sure would. Okay. That's a 10, so I'm going to use that auto credit. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we're using everything we earned. The look being exchanged between your fathers is one of hesitation and like a knowing look. Athena, did you tell your fathers about what happened or did you like not either like to follow your directive or like presumably to protect them? She would absolutely not tell them because okay. she would know that that would put them at, at risk. Okay, with that auto crit, you know, they know. You don't know how, but they know. They know the truth of what happened on your previous mission. And with your autocrit, I'll let you ask a follow-up question about that, or you can hold it and ask any question about anything later in the scene. I'm gonna hold it. Okay. Maka and Samo said, pull up like chairs next to you. And Maka actually like twiddles with like a switch on a wall. And you see like the wall, the main wall in this room starts like turning translucent uh, to offer a beautiful view of Nawa Island. Right? And I think it's nighttime. There's like dark sky spackled with stars that just sort of glimmer like multitudinously like in the night sky. You see the storm has died down. You see like the, the black he must see rippling on the horizon and like the various like just flora and fauna like dark and green and verdant and rich and lush just sprawling out in front of you like a beautiful plate of food that you've never gotten to taste. And Maka says, Athena, we don't want you to uh, beat yourself up too much about what may or may not have happened in recent days. Uh, yes, and this is your other father, Father Two. Part of what it means to be a person is to make decisions that we thought were right in the time and probably were the best decisions we could have made, but still 
bad things happen. Part of being a person is living with regret, shame, guilt, fear, hatred, all emotions that we were careful not to program into you. But it seems uh, life finds a way. Perhaps you've experienced these emotions organically on your own, and we just want you to know, Athena, our daughter, we love you. We accept you for who you are, and we know you can be so much more than what we've programmed you to be. But what if I fail again? Both of your fathers, like, rest their hands on your hands. Samoset says, You didn't fail, Athena. You were put in an impossible situation with impossible decisions. There's no winning. There's just the less violent end. I really hope, daughter, that you won't have to go through a situation like that again in your life, but the way things are shaking out at the URL, you might have to. Query, what do you mean by this? I think what Father One means simply is that uh, we're always innovating. And in the face of in innovation, um, unusual circumstances arise. Samoset and Maka are talking around like a thing that they know is going to happen. Would you like to spend your hold to ask a question about it? I certainly would. Okay, what is your question? The words you say are not direct. You seem to be speaking around a subject. Is there innovation coming down the pipeline that worries you? Athena, your father and I have been offered a promotion. This could change our lives. It would change our lives. We'd be able to send even bigger remittances back home. We'd be able to make incredible innovations that could save lives and change the future of Andake for good. But it comes with strings. What strings are these? They want us to make you into a war bot. The classified name is Warforged. But that is not the directive that you have given me. No, it's not. So the choice is yours, Athena. Either you stay here with us and we have to make you into a Warforged. Or there's an accident, you get shipped out, maybe you travel in Dake for a little. See, so she sort of walks towards the translucent window, looking out over the Kima Sea. Hypothetical. Suppose I leave. What would happen to the two of you? Well, we are assets of our own to the URL. If we lost you, we would be forgiven, I think. But the pressure would be on to make another you. A different kind of you, Athena. A warforged. Many of you, actually. If I were to stay, is there anything I could do to prevent this? I don't know. I don't know if there is. The president, she might decommission you if you resist. I see. You are my fathers. What would you have me do? Maka and Samoset look at each other, and then they turn to you. Part of being a father is knowing when to let go of your children. The choice is yours, Athena. This is the first real choice in a lot of ways we're going to give you. What do you want to do? Athena stands rigid like she always does. She looks at her father's, and there's the sound of a, a click, as if a photograph has been taken, and her eyes sort of flash. She's looking over them. Life will be different without the two of you. If you are giving me a choice between decommission, being turned into something that could cause violence, or freedom, 
and the potential to stop violence in the future. In order to follow your directive, I must choose the most latter. Good choice, kiddo. Good choice. We see uh, at the corner of her left optic unit, perhaps it's engine lubricant or oil, but it drips down the side of her face. She sort of reaches up to touch it, and there's a smear mark now on her, her chrome cheek. But she looks at it and looks at the two of them. I will always love you. And we'll always love you too, Athena. No matter what happens, we're always right here. And Maka and Samoset step forward, and they both place a hand over your chest, where your mechanical heart beats. And I think on that, your father's touching your chest, and like, limbed by like the starlight pouring in from the outside, right, as like rain begins to fall and beat against the window, mirroring the tear that dribbled down your cheek. We're going to end this one shot. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transplaner. This episode was edited by Waffles of Waffles Maple Syrup, a Starfinder and Pathfinder 2E podcast and stream you can check out wherever you pod your casts. This episode is also sponsored by Explain Trade, a bespoke training consultancy specializing in trade policy, negotiations, and communication. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, Fezlian Studios, and Soundstripe. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at Transplaner RPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Transplaner RPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Azura, Bradley, Brooke Bright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Emma, Hat, Conding, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Purple Mouse, Scruffisus, and Target.